All right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Sorry If I Offend You. And on today's episode of What Really Fucking Pissed Me Off This Week, we have at the top of the list the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you know they are in the top of the list of fuckery for me for 2021 already. I don't understand this performance, this lack of creativity when it came to gameplay. Um, we're just making the same mistakes that we keep making, even though, honestly, win or lose this last game really didn't make a difference. We're still playoff bound no matter what. But for us to turn it around, we got to change up a few things. I don't understand how our performance was. I really hate Rudolph as a backup quarterback. Ben, I'm ready to get rid of him, but do I like him over Mason? I do. Mason didn't play horrible. But he's definitely not somebody that I'm going to depend on taking us anywhere in the playoffs. So I'm hoping that Ben is well rested and ready to bring it back in the wild card matchup against the Browns. Because uh, if we don't get this shit together, if we don't get all of our players back nice and healthy going into this um, playoff postseason, it's going to be a real sad one and done for us. Honestly, I think that Pittsburgh needs to focus on getting as many stops as possible, especially rematching against the Browns. Um, I don't think that if, if we're not, if we don't put a halt in the running game for other side, there's no hope for us to even go anywhere in the playoffs. We have to get our stops and we have to get our runs for ourselves. And honestly, just fucking score and get as many yardage as possible. I'm looking for haymakers from Ben, and that's fucking it. I need us to score the minimum of 24 in the first half and say fuck it. Because for some reason, we love to be a comeback team in fourth quarter, and it just isn't happening in the last few games. Um, just has been pretty horrible. I don't understand how we went fucking 11-0 and to 11-5. and Tell me how that goes. I don't understand how the fuck do we... I don't understand how we end up doing that, but, you know, they made it happen. So let's just say a prayer real quick for my team to get their shit together. And, yeah, I'm hoping that going to make some better decisions offensively and definitely defensively. I think our defense needs to tighten up. Um, I know our offense has a good run game, but we got to make sure that we're putting up as many stops as possible. But yeah, that's what's been pissing me off this week, for sure, for sure. I don't even know how to articulate how I feel because I couldn't even watch the entire game. Fucking losing another game to a team that we should sweep out the water. The last five games should have been the easiest games that we had ever played. And it just wasn't. It was a struggle. Most, A lot of the times you see in this Pittsburgh um, season that we go f- back and forth. We struggle with making stops, but we kept turning it around and getting lucky. And then a lot of the times games were canceled. So I think we were skating most of the season to a point where it was like, okay, this is tighten up time. And we just, we didn't tighten up, but hopefully... It's a lesson learned, and I'm not going out sad because I got I already put in some bets for this fucking uh, postseason playoffs, and I'm hoping that we make it, <laughs> honestly, at least a couple rounds, like something. That's all I'm going to fucking say about football for this episode because I'm going to piss myself off. It is 2020. Um, New Year's was on Thursday, 
So fucking every day this weekend felt like a Saturday. I was being very wholesome and I stood my ass home. I'm not going to lie. I went out Thursday. Of course, it's fucking New Year's Eve. But other than that, I was wholesome. I only went out Sunday. Kind of killed me. I told y'all no more Sunday fun day. And I don't know why my ass keeps going back to Sunday fun day. But Thursday. Thursday was wild. Thursday, I drank Hennessy, Casamigos, Don Julio, Moet, and yeah, a lot of Hennessy. Um, Thankfully, I mixed. So I was not angry off of Hennessy. I felt good. I was smooth. I was ready to go. Why they kept the club open an extra hour, it motherfucking shocks me. I don't know why. I was looking on my clock like, is it fucking daylight savings? Because there's no explanation for this. So basically, yeah, I was fucked up. Um, Thank Tear for that. But yeah, I was definitely fucked up for New Year's Eve. I had a lot of fun. I, I brought it in with friends. I honestly have no complaints of how my New Year's Eve was brought in. I think it was pretty amazing. I had an awesome outfit on, custom made by my best friend, Susie Boyajan. She runs Ave Down Label. So I have did not get to get any pictures. That's what I will say. Didn't get any pictures. Got a lot of videos, a lot of random content. So, you know, but I looked good. Looked good, felt good. And going into 2021, we always focus on like um, New Year's resolutions. But... I'm not a resolution type of girl. I set goals and plans for the year, and I feel like that, for me, is better. Um, I don't believe in resolutions. I think resolutions usually have a half-year lifespan. Um, Obviously, if you're really focused, you'll exceed that. But for the most part, I've realized that a lot of things that I consider resolutions, like going on a diet, going to the gym six days a week, you know, the things that don't really stick for me, because there aren't goals for me. There aren't plans. They're just set expectations for myself. And without any plans or goals for an expectation, it's honestly just empty. So I, I myself, now, um, in the last few years, I only set goals or plans for the future, for the year ahead. Um, a lot of goals I have were business-oriented. Can't share just too much with you guys just yet. But one of the goals that I am going to accomplish already at the beginning of this year is I'm hosting a chat room on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, I'm going to be hosting a chat room with a few different entrepreneurs from Orlando or locally, you know, anywhere. More more than likely, it'll be a lot of Florida people. I'm going to try to pull in other young entrepreneurs that I know. But basically, it's going to be a platform for us to network with each other, share business ideas, um, business advice. All that good stuff. Basically, how to survive bringing your brand up locally um, at the age that we're at and in the different businesses that we're in um, and how to just motivate each other to keep pushing forward and also just giving people a platform to network. So that will be Thursday at 8 p.m. on Clubhouse. I'm going to be providing the um, detailed information on my Instagram but that is going to be my um, near goal for 2021. Um, and I'm going to be achieving that by the end of this week. So I'm marking that off. I'm like, woo, woo, you know. Another goal of mine that I have is to be more frugal with my money. Uh, basically, I want to be more frugal in my spending and then utilize that money towards things like giving back to doing stuff for my podcast 
giving back for the holidays for people, um, just having more money to do what I want. Be smarter with my spending. Try to go out less uh, or, you know, more soundly. So instead of going out, which this is a goal for me for a while, but just overall prioritizing um, my my plans and my ideas for the week because my weeks are a clusterfuck. A lot of times I don't have time to even breathe because I don't set aside time to do everything for business and pleasure. I kind of just let it merge together. And if I have time for something, I have time for something. And if I don't, I kind of push it aside to the next day. So I want to plan out to be more frugal with my money and my time. Honestly, I need to start allowing myself to say no more. So that's just a few things that I have for the year. I want to definitely get into saying no more. We spoke about it last episode, tolerance. So my tolerance is getting shorter and shorter. And I keep feeling like I have to re um, reevaluate the things I'm doing to get peace in my life. So right now I'm reevaluating the um, tolerance level I have towards people and, and the favors that I give. Um, a lot of the times I extend myself more than people extend themselves for me. So bringing in this year, I want to learn how to say no the right way um, and not be mad if somebody feels a way like... I don't want to take it too personal um, when people take it personal that I say no. Because anytime you say no, somebody takes it personal. But I got to learn not to let it affect me if somebody's upset at me. Like, just let them be mad because they're going to be mad. And it's not your fault. You're not wrong for saying no. And I'm not telling y'all that. I'm telling myself this because this is what I need to hear. I've been trying to um, talk to talk myself off the ledge a lot of the times when I'm like, okay, I don't have time to do something, but I don't want to say no, but I also can't really say yeah, and I don't want to say yeah. So I'm like, uh, do I do it? Do I not? Do I do it? Do I not? And then when I say yeah, it kind of pushes back all of my goals for myself, all of my plans for the day. Um, It makes me less successful when I extend myself for no reason or extend myself when I don't really have to. Um, I make things harder on myself. So basically, my goal is to learn to say no and learn to put myself first. Overall, that's the idea of it. I want to learn to put myself first because I don't put myself first a lot of the time. So I want to learn to be happy with me and, and be okay with it just being me. And I've seen a tweet and most of the time I'm see- I see tweets that I relate to and post. But I've seen a post recently and it said, it gets lonely when you're focusing on building yourself up. When you focus on yourself and you want to make things happen for you, uh, sometimes you got to let other people go because they're too selfish with their time for you to be successful and for you to fully um, hone in and focus on yourself. You you can't really focus on anybody else because it's all about you. So you have to be selfish just like other people are being selfish with you in your time. You have to learn to be selfish with yourself. So I'm trying to teach myself how to be selfish um, and put myself first and put what I need to get done first over anything else somebody else needs me to do for them. Because when I do that, then I'm just going to be successful. And then once I have that time to get back into doing other things, then I could do so. Or it also gets lonely because not everybody believes in the way that you work, you're working and not everybody believes in the path that you're taking. So they're not always going to stand with you and support you and 
want to, you know, go with you along that ride. Sometimes you got to be your only soldier. You got to be your only fan and you got to be your only believer. Pause, not only fan, but your only fan. No twerking in the mirror, bitch. But yeah, you got to be that person that tells yourself to keep going. You got to be that person that tells yourself, get up. You got to be that person to, you know, align your day and and make sure things happen because nobody's going to make anything happen for you unless you make it happen for you. So that is my mindset going into it. Let's fingers crossed hope a bitch stay the way the same way cuz um I have a tendency to get sidetracked or get sidetracked or uh forget that I said I was going to put myself first because I don't know how to say no and I start feeling bad, but I'm going to stop feeling bad this year. Okay, cuz I'm taking I'm getting me at all costs. I don't want to push myself aside so that I won't be as successful as I can be or as happy as I can be doing what I want to do because I'm too busy doing what other people want me to do. So my 2021 goals and plans are basically, yeah, like I said, all business oriented. Um, I also want to learn how to be more patient with people. That's what I would say would be my personal goal would be to gain more patience for people um, as far as, like, I get irritated very easily. Um, So I want to get, like, patience with that and and understanding and just basically listen to people more and be more patient with others because sometimes I assume everyone's mindset is at the same place mine is, and that's not always the case, and that's my fault. So I want to take accountability, learn to be patient, and learn to listen more. So you have an overall, hopefully, after this year, we'll learn a lot. Oh, yeah, y'all. And, you know, of course, hopefully matching PJs will be the goal in this, this year's holidays. But that is what that is. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, fuck it. You know, another year. You know, uh, I just build up my team and I'll just do what the fuck. I want to do. Should we be taking business personal in 2021? Do you guys feel like business should be taken personal? Personally, I say no. I think that anytime money is involved, nothing is personal. Um, Anytime there's a contract or there's a goods being exchanged, it should not be personal unless somebody's playing with you and they know you better than that and they're playing with you because they know you then you take it personal but then you take it personal but before that when you lay everything out business is business in my opinion when I give you money for something or I ask you to do something for me on a business level not on a personal favor on a business level I think everything should be handled and treated accordingly when somebody is cool with you, I feel like they think they can play with you. I feel like they think that they can take your business lightly. Or, you know, on the other end, when they're getting business from you, I think they could take your business lightly. Like, either way you flip it, whether you're the person providing the business or you're the person purchasing um, the service for the business, it should always be like customer basis whether you know somebody or not know somebody i don't think business should ever be taken personal and we need to stop fucking treating it like it should if your home girl 
or a homeboy buy something from you, treat them like a customer. Bag it up like you should. Um, deliver it when you should. Give it the quality that you should. Um, give it the communication that you should. You guys know that I've had multiple, multiple issues when it comes to doing business um, for my merchandise specifically. And this last route, this last round of t-shirts, I have yet to get. It's been over a month. I've tried not to complain. I'm not going to voice out um, who I'm working with. Just know I know them personally. And I feel like they're taking my business personal. They have no communication skills. They've gotten attitudes with me throughout um, the the process. I've gotten an attitude as a customer, but I'm paying for the goods. So I feel like as a customer, if you get an attitude, it's almost warranted. Or if you get an attitude at the end of the day, a customer is always right. So you have to just eat it. No matter how you flip it, word it, say whatever the fuck, you got to eat that shit. If some, If a customer is unsatisfied with the timeliness, the quality, anything, you got to eat it. Because at the end of the day, yes, when it comes to business, a customer is always right. And I'm only using this as my own example, but just in general, I've seen a lot of people get fucked over when they do business with friends because it's too much of taking things personal. Now, a customer, the person on the customer end, I feel like should always have be warranted to get upset if something is not delivered or handled properly. Now, the person on the business end should only feel like that if someone's asking them for a discount or um, just taking advantage of what they're doing, um, expecting the un like the unrealistic. Uh, those that's when I feel like the person on the business standpoint can be like, okay, yo, like you know, now you're taking it to a level like you you asked me to do something for you, you're paying me, cool, we're going to do this the right way, but you can't expect me to go above and beyond if you're just giving me the normal. If you're giving me exactly the rate that everyone else is giving me, but you want me to go out of my way for you, it kind of just doesn't really um, lay out correctly. Or if you give them a discount out of love or whatever, and now they're paying for that, but they want more of a discount and they want extra stuff, that's when you could be like, okay, now it's a little bit too far. But I think for, for myself... From this point moving forward, I don't want to take business any type of personal. I don't want nobody to take business with me personal. I don't think it should ever be handled personally. I think as soon as you guys give in your agreement to work together, and then it becomes business. Everything should be handled maturely, seriously, and professionally because what you're going to treat me like is how I feel like you treat other people. If I don't believe in that, I'm not going to personally even as a friend or whatever, I'm not going to keep supporting your business and I'm not going to tell other people to come to you because I don't feel like you know how to handle yourself. And then that might in turn make you take it personal, but it's never nothing personal. It's only business. It's not personal that I don't want to promote your brand anymore or that I'm not going to tell somebody to shop with you. It's business. I don't want anybody to think that I and dealing or suggesting anyone with bad business because that looks bad on me professionally. And I think that a lot of people don't understand when they're working with friends that you need to take it very professional. Just because your friends are your friends and they may do stuff to support you, you also need to take it serious. Just like if you flip it and you're trying to support your friend, 
you should take it serious as well. Yes, you're supporting your friend, cool, whatever, but make sure you handle that accordingly too because as a customer, you could be looked down on as well just as much as a business person is. That all feeds into your character. Me, I'm very professional. I like to, I won't say completely professional. Let me not say that. A bitch not perfect. But I try to be professional. I try to make sure that I stay level-headed and I try to make sure that I um, think about all aspects of business when I'm working with friends before I come at friends because I've learned you can lose a lot of friends in business and most of the time you do. And personally, I've lost a lot of friends doing business with them and not only it me paying them to do a service, but also them coming to me for something and then them not handling it well. Like my first drop, I had dealt with a complete stranger, but it was a suggestion from a friend which I don't take that personal. I don't ever say, oh, it's your fault. You suggested me somebody. But a lot of people do. I didn't do that. And I worked with a stranger, and they were they were untimely. They had bad communication. They were untimely. This was the first round of shirts. Well, people were getting impatient, rightfully so, that their order was late. And so when they would reach out to me, I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm trying to get in contact with this person. They're not really responding to me. I can't really tell you much, but as soon as I know, I got you. They'd say, okay, then hit me up three, four times again within the next week and say, hey, what the fuck? One thing I will say, if you are buying from somebody, do not come at them sideways and start cursing. Because friend or not, customer or not, that is not how you speak to anybody. And I'm the type of person that... I'm going to tolerate a lot of things. Like, I'm going to tolerate the complaints because they're rightfully so. You did pay for goods. So I'm going to let you get your complaint out. But when you start being disrespectful, that's when I draw the line. Just like when I feel like if I'm paying for a service from somebody and then they start getting disrespectful, then you got to match the energy. And I'm matching energy all 2021. If you don't respect my business, I'm not going to respect your fucking business. Whether I'm the person that you're getting business from or I'm the person you're giving business to, Whatever the whatever the fuck the case may be, don't disrespect somebody because the respect level needs to stay there at all times. As soon as you lose respect in a situation, that's when all hell breaks loose. So what I will say is respect somebody that's doing and supporting your business, but also respect somebody if you're supporting their business as well because you never know what's happening on the back end. So try to come with the level-headedness, and then, of course, if things go sideways or you're getting disrespected, then you move forward. Um, I've had a lot of instances where when I work with friends, they feel like they are allowed to argue with me when I complain. And I don't think that's okay. Just because you're somebody's friend, if you're complaining to them, you should. if you're the business person giving out the service, you should never argue back. You should just say, okay, I got you, my bad, it'll get handled, cool, whatever. That'll nip everything in the bud, and that'll also turn around and probably save whatever animosity that may arise from the bickering back and forth or, you know, the irritation from the service. All that would be stopped if there's no argument, no attitude, no disrespect, no nothing. So, yeah, man, 2021. Stop taking business so personal. Don't feel like just because somebody's your friend, you can treat them however because they're doing something for you or you're you're getting something from them. Make this shit serious. And when you start taking it serious, they're going to take it serious. And I promise you, 
shit's going to flow a lot better. I don't think business should ever be taken personal. It's called business for a reason. It's professional, not personal. Even with your friends. Professional, not personal. If I'm doing business with you, if I'm getting something from you, I'm supporting you as a friend. But treat me professionally like a customer. Just as such, if it's flipped the other way, I'm going to treat you professionally as a customer. I'm going to fill you in as much as possible. I'm not going to assume that you don't want to know an update. I don't want to assume that I shouldn't be giving you full details. I want to make sure everything's clear and concise. And you can never say that I did you dirty um, on a business level or on a personal level or anything like that because I genuinely, genuinely care about my brand. I genuinely care about my professional face. And I think it's crazy when others don't feel the same way. It makes no sense to me that somebody could not take their business so, what's the word, so serious and not want to risk their name because your face, your name is everything. That's your brand. That's your character. That's what people know you from. And that'll follow you for the rest of your life and and everything. Um, I think a, a good professional face, whether it's with your friends or with random strangers, is valid. And it's valuable as, as fuck in the long run to have. So if you learn anything from me in this episode, it's definitely value your professional face. Keep that shit all business. Keep that shit real plain and clear and make sure that you're always doing things how you should when it comes to your name, your company, your business, and and anything professional. Now, is there such thing as a stupid question? What do you think? You know, like, I feel like... Most of the time, I'm just talking to my fucking self, but I know y'all are listening. Is there such thing as a stupid question? Yes. There is such a motherfucking thing as a stupid question. There's a lot of lot of stupid fucking questions. And one thing, and you know, I love to come in here and vent about my job because I love my job, but I fucking hate some of the times the people that I'm that I talk to on a daily basis. I hate the questions I get. It makes no fucking sense how people can be so slow or just so um, naive and so lazy that they don't pay attention to the things that they're saying. I'm very detail-oriented, so I try to make sure when I communicate with people that any questions they have are absolutely validated and reasonable. And a lot of the times... Fucking some questions are just unwarranted. Like earlier today, as you know, it's Monday. I was doing my work emails and we, I handle a lot of um, all of our administration at work still, even though I, I switch positions. And I was speaking to a customer. They reached out and they were like, hey, how do I book a section for um, later on in the night? They want to do like a bachelor party, blah, blah, bachelorette party. So I, I sent them all the details they need how to book, the menu, the section that they're going to be at, um, all this good stuff, full-on details, everything. These motherfuckers write me back, what is a money gun? My thing is, and you know, we're, it's available to anybody. If you have internet to email me, you have internet to Google. Google that shit. Google is your motherfucking best friend. What I don't understand is, why wouldn't you Google something before asking? And I know I sound like an asshole, but realistically, why the fuck would you not Google something before asking? I'm a Googler. 
I fucking Google everything. I Google if the fucking sky is pink. Why? No, I really don't. But I'm just saying, like, I'm big on Googling. I don't understand how people don't Google or fucking YouTube what it is. And it's almost self-explanatory. What do you think we will be giving you? Do you think we will be giving you a real gun? Makes no sense. What is a, a money gun is almost self-fucking-explanatory. But if it's not, look up an image of it. Look up a video of it. Figure this shit out. Why are you asking me questions that I have to go on my day and respond to? It does take me two minutes to respond, but it's irritating nonetheless. I get irritated very easily, like I told y'all. Irritating. Then they proceeded to respond. Also, how do I go about and book because I'm out of town? The first email I sent in the at the end in red, bold writing literally said, exactly, office hours, office location, and our terms for booking the package why do you not read before you respond because now you're causing so much more interaction than even needed because if you were to read and look over everything you would have the answer to all of your questions just like i say a lot of the times i want to learn how to listen more so i don't have any dumb questions because i think i ask stupid questions sometimes too stupid questions are questions that can be simply answered now I don't think every question is stupid, and I don't think that when there's a reason for a question that it's ever stupid, but I mean, okay, let's say the most dumb questions personally, and it's honestly because a lot of people assume that I know more than I do, and I know that I know a bitch is smart, and I know I'm, yeah, I seem very um, knowledgeable about a lot of things, but sometimes I have questions. Sometimes I don't know things. Specifically, geography. I'm not good at fucking geography. I think it's the stupidest fucking question when people say, so you really don't know that? Obviously, I don't fucking know it because I asked. Now, if I knew, I wouldn't fucking ask. Now, if I could have figured something out before asking, then I wouldn't ask. So why the fuck are you asking me that dumbass question? That's a stupid question. Stupid question is asking somebody something to make them feel like a dickhead. Like, you're really asking that right now? Or, what? You don't know this? That's a stupid question. I think anytime somebody wants to make you feel like a dickhead, that's a stupid fucking question. Stop asking me a question to make you feel better. Stop asking me a question that's going to make me feel less for asking a question. Anybody who ask you why you're asking something is the dumbest shit in the world. Unless you're asking me who I was with last night. Bitch, why you want to know? That's a smart question. Not a stupid question. That's a smart question. I don't care what anybody says. There is stupid questions and they're asked every day. But what's not a stupid question, and it is the last topic that I want to get into for this episode, are artists replaceable? By artists, I mean musicians. I'm not. I don't mean like fucking instrument player musicians, but I mean like artists, uh, rappers, R&B singers, um, jazz, all that good stuff. I believe that artists' eras can be replaced. Like there's gonna be a new person on top, but I don't believe that specific artists can be replaceable. If they're timeless. And by timeless, I mean artists like Lauryn Hill, Erica Badu, 
Drake, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Nas, Aaliyah, Mace, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, Whitney Houston, uh, Beyonce, Joe Scott, Biggie, Pac, artists like that. And I call those timeless artists because still to this day, people listen to them. And some are past, some have passed away. Some aren't even really making music anymore. Some are behind the scenes. Shit, one of them's a drug addict. Like, a lot of the times people confuse timeless songs with timeless artists. I think that timeless artists are irreplaceable. You're never going to find another person just like them. But you can replace their their music or the songs for a new era. Like, hey, I used to love this song in 2015, but now it's 2017 and I got a new favorite song. Something like that. I think in that essence, that's replaceable. I think timeless music, like artists that make timeless music that lasts forever uh, or that are like at the top, like songs that you can never play out, those are irreplaceable artists. And also irreplaceable artists are people who know how to shift within different eras. Like, okay, let's take Lil Wayne, Drake um, and Beyonce off the list for that. Those three were on the top for years and they keep still making music. Um, Let's say Lil Wayne. Okay, Lil Wayne's a little hit or miss. Okay, he not there, you know, whatever. But you've never met another freestyle artist like him. I'm well, personally, for me. There's not anyone that I think can freestyle as well as Lil Wayne, and I'm going to hold myself to that, and that's in my whole 25 years of living. I think Lil Wayne is the best freestyle rapper that I've ever come across, and I don't think that anybody else completely compares or can replace him um, with Drake. Drake is so versatile as an artist. Um, his cadence and his music is wild. We're not going to find that again. You don't find that again. Uh, You don't find somebody who embodies all that different type of music or creativity or ability to make different type of music like he does. And I don't think we're going to find another Drake. Um, He's definitely irreplaceable. Uh, Let's go Beyonce. Beyonce is the same thing. Uh, She's always been R&B, but she has such a delivery in what she's saying. She's made... Breakup music, party music, um, just music for the fuck of it, um, pop music, straight R&B, soulful. She knows how to dibble and dabble in all different realms of the music business. Um, and then I personally, she's always been in my top. I don't know another female artist that I'd be like, they're just like Beyonce. In order for an artist to be replaceable, I think they have to be forgettable. When you forget an artist, they're replaceable. When you can't forget them and they their names reside with you for your entire lives or ever since you've been exposed to them, then they're they're irreplaceable. And I think that this topic is personal to anybody who looks at their music because what's on my irreplaceable list could not be on somebody else's irreplaceable list. But I think definitely... Um, as a whole, overall, artists that are irreplaceable are also artists that are legends. They make impact. Um, you'll never be able to see them again. Just like, just like certain um, athletes, 
You're never going to find another one like them. You'll find someone similar, but you won't find someone that is going to knock someone. Well, not always, but let's say legends. You won't really find a sports legend that is completely replaceable. They can their position can be replaceable, but what they did for the game is never changing. Let's say uh let's just do heavy hitters. LeBron's going to LeBron is one of them. And so I'll give y'all that. Um Scottie Pippen, Kobe, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, uh Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. Just those are just a few to name. I just want to name heavy hitters that I know everybody's going to know off back. Irreplaceable artists or are unforgettable. Um, they have timeless music, not just timeless songs. What I what I mean by timeless songs are songs that you will play forever, but you don't remember the artist. So the, the artists aren't irreplaceable, but that song is irreplaceable because they did it right. Like SWV, Week. Now, I know y'all motherfuckers not... I mean, some people listening, I feel you, you can name everybody who's in SWV, but for the most part, you know the song. I am so weak in my... Right? You know it. It's The lyrics are memorable. Um, You'll play it throughout most of your life. Uh, let's say another one is... Um, I don't know the artist of it, but um, girls just want to have fun. Oh, girls just want to have... Like, I don't know the artist for that, but that song is timeless. It's in literally almost every movie that's, like, happy and, and upbeat, they play that song. There's a lot of different um, songs that are timeless, but the artists that made them aren't. They're, you forget about them, um, or let's not say timeless, but they they were replaced with a new band, a new artist of that era, and then people move forward. There are people that you just can't forget, like Prince. No one made music exactly like him, and people will never forget him. I think legends are very irreplaceable because they stamp whatever passion that they have. So they're staples for different types of sports, whether that be NBA, NFL, MLB, um, NHL, all that good stuff, just like there's staples for different types of music like R&B staples, um, jazz, soul, hip-hop, rock, country, uh, alternative, fucking house, EDM, all that shit. There are people who really make a difference in their craft, and when they do so, they become irreplaceable. And that's why I'm going to leave it off at. Legends are irreplaceable. Artists that are forgettable or not as timeless, don't make that much of a difference in their craft, are definitely replaceable. We'll move forward. You'll find somebody new that becomes on top, and that's just what it is. My most recent comparison was Giveon with Daniel Caesar. That one right there, I mean, it speaks for itself. Daniel kind of like slid off. So... Giveon, I to me, I think Giveon's gonna go further as an artist. He has a different um, presence in his music than I get from Daniel Caesar, but I get the vibe of it. It's like a soulful, soulful and sexy type of like R and B. But that, for instance, I don't think Daniel Caesar is gonna be unforgettable. But I do think that Giveon eventually is going to be completely unforgettable. And his songs are going to end up being somewhat of like classics. So 
that just is what it is. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sorry If I Offend You. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the last 2020 year. Um, That's when this podcast was actually birthed. So I'm looking forward to year two of this podcast and bringing on new ideas with you guys. If you have any suggestions, like I said, I'm only a DM away. So hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. See ya.